Hey, hey, everybody, it's time for your Browns Friday Fumble. Fall on it. Don't try to pick it up and run. My name no, is sir. Dave. I'm Dylan. And it, ladies and gentlemen, is a victory Friday. Victory Friday. All right. Yes, yeah, stole that one from you. But uh, we've had enough where I can just jump in and take one. You know, we're we've we're learning how to win. Uh, it's a victory Friday. But Dylan, this is a little bit of a a Pyrrhic victory, if you've heard the term. Yeah, uh, okay, okay. It's yeah. a victory without joy to me. Have we won a game? Yeah, we won. You know, put it in the W column, number eight. Great. Okay, I will. I'm yep. happy for that fact, kind of. I'm. You know, I like the concept of an eight-win team, but I don't like this eight-win team. Dylan, let me just say, I'm tired of these ugly wins. Okay. Okay. I see where we're going. Yeah. When are you, we going to like get You like the idea of an 8 and 3 team. Oh, the Browns at 8 and 3 conceptually blows my mind and I love it. But Dylan, the reality of it, if I have to sit through these garbage wins, mm-hmm. when are we going to get a pretty win, like a blowout or a shutout or a shut blow, which is a big blowout that's also a shutout? Oh. Yep. Like these teams, these NFL teams, these professional teams, they're putting up these stats against us, against our injury-riddled defense. I'm t- I'm tired of these games being in doubt in the fourth quarter. Like Jacksonville, what are you doing? Look at your record. Do you want Trevor Lawrence or not? <laughs> okay, okay. Just yep. give up. Yep. So I just, you know, I'm just saying, until we start winning pretty, the Browns can't be taken seriously as a playoff contender. I know there's a fluke chance. I know that maybe the right things, the dominoes fall. We've had so many losing seasons here in Cleveland that we don't know what it's like to win, Dylan. Yeah. And I feel like teams hold themselves to a higher standard than us. And I'm talking, you know, class of the NFL, the Falcons, they do it. Mm. Uh huh. Pretty wins. Pretty. They only pretty. accept wins when they are pretty wins. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you, Dylan. The Falcons have a lot. Haven't won a lot of games this year. They haven't won a lot of games. Well, they've chosen this. Exactly. But you know what? When it's time to win, last week beat the crap out of the Raiders. Yeah. You know. That's how and you. And they do really, it. you know, they put a shine on it that I, you know. I feel like it's like, got to be so much more satisfying than this. Maybe they're born with it, but honestly, maybe maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe. I mean, maybe it is Maybelline. I, I'm saying, Dylan, the Browns are eight and three. I'm still not happy. And rather than look inside myself mm-hmm. at possible flaws or maybe voids in my heart, <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say that the Browns need to win prettier. Uh, if Kevin Stefanski had any class, he'd win prettier. I just this gives me doubts about the job he's doing as a coach, and frankly, yeah. this leads me into the discussion that you know it's it's time we have to have it. We have to have it every this week. Is, 
This is the time in the in the episode where we where we turn the sights onto Baker. Baker, come on, Baker. I mean, if you talk to the eggheads, uh huh, they'll tell me that you had a quarterback rating of one hundred and sixteen point seven. Yeah, and that, no. Let's let's uh, hold on. Let me call the eggheads over at yeah. WFNY. Bleep, 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 bleep. Uh, oh yeah, this is this, this is how we did it. It was a rating of one point one sixteen point seven. That's that's del- that's a delicious quarterback rating. Fucking nerds. Two hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns. But but guess what, Baker? You also had two high passes. Missed twice in the end zone. Missed them. Missed twice. That's two Wide touchdowns. Open. Even though one, if you had gotten one of them the other play wouldn't have happened that's still two touchdowns you should have beat this two. jacksonville team by two touchdowns you know it's a pretty win dylan beating jacksonville by two touchdowns baker you know i don't even care that you haven't thrown a pick the entire month of november what is this advanced metrics uh how about this maybe if uh you ever you ever negotiate for something dylan you ever negotiate no, I never have. Oh. But I I trust that you have, and I have to listen to what you when say. someone accepts your offer too fast. Okay, that means you didn't push hard enough. So I'm yeah. saying, if you haven't thrown a pick in all of November, I think you need to be a little more aggressive. I think you need to be a little bit more of a gunslinger out there. I think I you know what that makes a lot of sense. You got to take some risks. I mean, for God's sake. This this uh Sendejo window? Yeah, that's that the bottom line. That's the bottom line, guys. You got one year, maybe two, of Sandejo. And if, if you can't before. capitalize on that, yeah. I mean, what are we even doing here then? Well, Dave, we gotta switch our sights over uh to this travesty that occurred midweek uh between Pittsburgh football and the Baltimore Ravenclaws. Dave, it was a weird week in football, that's for sure. It was I, very weird. Um, they were these guys were supposed to play the third game on Thanksgiving night, right? Just just a way to give you uh indigestion. <laughs> oh god. Well, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Think about Holy that. Crap. Hope you, they saved us. They hope, saved us some misery, huh? Hope you got some Pepto Bismol there to deal with some of that indigestion that these teams are going to give you. So, according to some reports that we read, the Ravens, who I don't know if you knew this, Dave, uh, before this, but uh, they they actually help out uh, Baltimore PD on their off days doing detective work for the low level stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, anyway, I, we give the yeah, Ravens a lot of crap, but this is something that they do in their community and yeah, it could be commended. Yeah. And I mean, Baltimore is just a decrepit, you know, uh, cesspool. Oh, if they crime. don't do it, no one's doing it. Right. So, uh, anyway, they got 19 cases in one day, guys. That's a lot. Um, and I mean, obviously these things, they got to take priority over football, obviously, Right. So, Some things are more important than football. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they had to, I guess they had to close their facility um, so the players could work out these cases. Um, they didn't want to contaminate any evidence or, or, or any of the other cases, I guess. Well, I think what this article had said yeah. is 
is in one of the crimes, there was a guy who wasn't wearing a mask, and that made him very easy to identify. Okay. So they wanted to devote the resources to that. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Anyway, so as a result of this one incident where they just got a deluge of... So of, many cases to solve. Of ca- <laughs> outstanding cases, they had to move the dang game to Sunday night, which, again, did us all a favor with Thanksgiving digestion. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though. I mean... Turns out the Packers and Bears were already playing that night. Yeah, it turns out there's already a game on. Yeah. Uh, so they did a little something unconventional. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, you saw you saw on the bottom uh, Chiron. Mm-hmm. It, it actually said SNF, which, as you know, stands for Sunday Night Football. Yes, I found this very odd. H- however, we weren't watching this game on Sunday, were we, Dave? No, I mean we were watching like everyone else in the country, Packers Bears. Um, turns out that they checked out some ratings uh, from earlier games this season, and uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, nobody's watching. No, everyone hates these king guys. Yeah. Um, but they had to play the game. They, it's, it's in the contract. They obviously uh, couldn't get any fans to come because everybody wanted to watch the Packers and the Bears. So the NBC executives, they made a bold move. Yep. They said the NFL contract says we got to show this game, but you know what? Let's show this. Show it at a different time. So let's tape it on Sunday. Tape it on Sunday. Keep it tight-lipped. Keep it close to the vest. Mm-hmm. So if you're like me and you turned into tuned into NBC hoping to catch the second half hour of Ellen, you were sorely disappointed on Wednesday. You didn't get to see the delightful antics of Ellen and probably like Rupert Grant or some shit. But now you had to see the ugly-ass Pittsburgh football uniforms, the ugly-ass Baltimore Ravens uniforms, and fumbles and interceptions and more fumbles and some field goals and punts and interceptions and... Oh my gosh, was this game terrible. Like you could Jesus. almost tell that they just played it on Sunday night, recorded it and just went, "We have to bury this." Like copies of the old ET video right. game, we got to bury this never to see the light of day. Yeah. Yeah. Something, I mean, it's going to go down in broadcast history is just the one of the most incorrigible acts. Uh look, even though the Ravens lost, you got to remember, you know, the only reason they were forced to play on Sunday night and to have a broadcast on Wednesday is they were trying to solve those dang cases, right? It's so, admirable, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, no word on if they did it yet. Uh, I don't think they did because they're, you know, supposed to play on Thursday night again, but that got moved. Yeah, so, I, I guess they're really having trouble with these cases. I mean, I would assume they were having trouble with these cases because all these people are fucking idiots. That are on the oh, Ravens. Oh, God, the Ravens? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, we talked to a Baltimore cop, a Lieutenant Cedric Daniels. Mm-hmm. And he said, while they appreciate the offer of help, they've only solved a few cases, and that is when the crime was committed by a Ravens player. So that, like, already kind of knew about it, and that's yeah, how they it solved was, it. It was literally in the locker room. He said Very that they curious. really want to try to stop these cases, 
but they don't think they can probably till like mid next year. So he said that uh, they've got a shot uh, for next year. So that's what he said. All right, Dave. It is. Look, it's time to bring back Hold a on. little sec. Oh. Let me dust off this old segment. <laughs> Dylan, have yeah. you ever bought a large box of donuts? I have. Other baked good? Yes. From a man or woman that has been up since like four in the morning. Yes. Covered in flour, sugar, probably some frosting. You ever look in that box after having ordered 12 of those donuts and you see, Dylan, you see a bonus donut in there? Yep. That, my friend, is known as a baker's dozen. 13 donuts. A dozen donuts is 12 and a baker adds one. And guess what the first name of our quarterback is? Lackluster performances all around if you must. B minuses all around if you must. But Baker is our quarterback. So we are going to give you a top six because Baker's number is six. And Dylan, what is the subject this week? Well, Dave, tonight we have Baker Mayfield's Baker's Dozen top six times the Browns got fucked by the refs through the years brought to you by Rodeo Palojas who fuck you in the mouth with their great apps. Number six, Dylan. Everyone remembers it. 2002, mm. Dwayne Rudd, the absolute worst call in NFL history, uh, takes off his helmet while on the field because what's-his-name, the quarterback of the Chiefs, was not down. Browns lose a 39-37 lead to a last-second field goal that was only made possible by the defensive penalty on the last play dylan was this the only celebration related mishap Dwayne rudd ever made no in fact the next year uh Dwayne rudd found himself in a similar position against the indianapolis colts while he was a member of the tampa bay buccaneers where he celebrated a potential game winning field goal miss by the colts by once again celebrating on the field Setting up the Colts to then retry the kick and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number five. Just last year, Freddie Kitchens booted from the game after calling his sixth timeout on a single goal line set of downs, insisting that he, quote, should have got them other ones back because he forgot what play he was calling halfway through anyway. Well, that's typical. That's typical Freddie. I mean, he's usually a charmer enough to get that, but right. the refs had just had enough. It was the 10th time they had to deal with that that day. Uh, at number four, Dave, speaking of last year, uh, how about that bullshit when Greg G -G 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 Williams set OBJ up with a uniform penalty on the goal line set against the Jets on Thursday night football? Yeah. Remember that? The visor? I, I do. Oh, it was good for the first two series but oh, this yeah, one he was fine he was fine up until they got within 10 2009 the Patriots beat the Browns on a little known technicality that if Belichick ever shows up with a head cold on the day of the game the other team forfeits by two touchdowns and a field goal 
Yeah, w- well, everyone learned about that rule that day. Uh, number two, um, when the referee set us back 15 big yards because he, quote, didn't like the looks of linebacker Sean Thompson. And I could see that. I mean, he had a look about him. He did. Like, he was just a penalty waiting to happen, but it really wasn't fair. Dylan, I think Browns fans will know this next one. Oh, of course. I'm not going to say the name that everyone's given it because I don't want to, you know, spoil it. No, 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 no. But at number one, a play that coincidentally took place against the Jacksonville Jaguars way back in 2001 when I guess we were somehow still in a division with them. We were. We were, and it was a heated rivalry. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Even then. The similarities between that Week 12 matchup and last week's, they're pretty uncanny. Young Cleveland team vying for playoff position. Uh Uh-huh. Balls at a fourth and short position. The officials take the game into their own hands, Dylan. Yep. It's an unprecedented move. I mean, fans were not happy. No, God, no. I mean, and it became infamous, really, in all respects. The the effects reverberated throughout the league. The national pundits talking all week long. The NFL has changed a lot of policies because of this. And really, I hope it never happens again. You know, like oh God, I think I that's hope not. I don't want I don't want retribution for this for me. I want it for the teams that it shouldn't happen to. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously the, the Falcons. Yeah, I don't want it to happen to the Falcons who are trying to win pretty. Obviously, Dylan, you know the play. Yeah. You know what happened. You can recite it. It's just and it pains me a little bit to even kind of bring it up like the emotions I remember where I was you know I was watching you I, we were together watching it yeah um obviously it was a, a four-yard Jamel White run that was called back on a totally bullshit holding penalty on Brad Bedell yep I mean, it was total bullshit and you know what if you wanted to you could call holding on every play Okay. Every play. There's every ho- play. There's holding on every play. So to call, th- that's just, it was just bullshit. You're just talking about hand position at this point. Yeah. Every goddamn play. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at a little bit of Brown's news. And <laughs> looks like we got some news for yous from www.clevelandbrowns.com slash news slash Sandejo. Yes, sir. It is time for the Sendejo Spotlight. And, folks, it's a big week for Andrew Sendejo, our future Hall of Fame Pro Bowl free safety out of San Antonio, Texas. Andrew Sendejo was finally tested this week, Dave. Finally, someone had the guts. Credit to Mike Glennon, mm-hmm. who had the guts. Maybe if our quarterback maybe was a little more aggressive, he would take on some of the other team's better players. Mm-hmm. But Mike Glennon thought he would be the first one to break our prize pony streak of flawless play. As he delivered two bombs within the Sendejo sector, his no-fly zone, tempting mm-hmm. fates with each attempt. Obviously, these weak leather missiles were no match for Sendejo strength, and Andrew was able to pad his already impressive stat line with his first two passes defended on the year. Oh, also he uh, uh, caught the game-sealing takeaway on Jacksonville's last two-point attempt, solidifying an already golden-paved route straight into Canton. Like they've added another gold lane. 
right. because of that. Now, Dylan, uh, despite the fact that we're winning ugly, uh, I guess the NFL doesn't take that into account. It's not like the college system where regardless of your record, like six guys that are probably from Mississippi or some shit just decide who gets in. The NFL just looks at the raw numbers. So like it or not, the Browns have a little playoff playoff, uh, chase that they're Mm -hmm. involved in. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've got a little injury news about a rival team that could also be in that race. And so let's take a look at that now. Uh, Yeah, well... Dave, Dust off this like... old playoff machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's taking a while to start up here, but it looks like uh, the Pittsburgh football has taken a real hit uh, with their franchise tag player going down this week for the season. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh confirmed on Thursday that uh, pro bowler Bud Dupree is out for the season with a torn ACL, Dave. You know, that's, that's terrible. I'm just going to yes, say um, it. That is terrible. And it's very sad for him. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, uh, I mean, I'm sure the the road to recovery is going to be a hard one for this. For Bud, I mean, you know? yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's going to get world-class care. Uh, he's going to get, you know, a great surgeon. and Yeah, he's, he's a fighter, Dave. We know that. Yeah. I mean, we, we know that in Cleveland for damn sure. We've seen this guy. And it's really sobering news that no one would ever think about no. celebrating. I would never no, celebrate. No, 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 no. no God. Never God, celebrate no. an injury. Like, I saw that. I saw that tweet come through, and I went, damn. Yeah, n- there's no way that that would be totally classless. Yeah, we're not that type of show that would celebrate in this guy getting an injury because you know it's i'm sure it's a hard time for him and his family like i like he's going to oh, oh for sure for sure i mean of course they i mean they they are multimillionaires yeah i mean he signed a he signed a 15 million dollar one year deal last year so you know being in that brace is for eight weeks it'll, it'll probably be okay i mean he's probably gonna like limp around a lot and stuff so his family's probably gonna get tired of him for mm, those eight weeks right, where he can't really right. do much mm-hmm. um i mean they're probably gonna be okay i mean that you know it's terrible what ha- what had happened to him and we wish him all the best but i mean you know dave now that that's out of the way, how much I feel bad that this has happened, that it, does bring a few kind of other things into into a little. I mean, we have to, Dylan. The world's a different place now without Bud Dupree. Yes, you know. So we have to look at the reality that we're in now, and there's nothing right. wrong with that, and we're not celebrating that. We're but it is something we just have we're just to reorient. Yeah. We have to take. We got to get our map. We got to get our compass. We got to cross Bud Dupree off the map, and then we have to look at things again. So that's what we're going to do. And it is not us being happy about any of this because that would be classless. That would be something they do on the Pittsburgh Football Friday Fumble, a show that we've never made you listen to. We always pick the Cincinnati one or the Tampa Bay one because we're not going to subject you to that there's 
here's a something you probably didn't know. There's one of these shows for every team. Every team's got one. I mean, we're just a franchise. Uh, we're, just, we're just a cog. Yeah, we're, just, we're just in the big corporate machine that's paying for Mr. Craig's jet. But so they're probably no, we're not that type of show that would ever celebrate an injury. But no, we have no, to look God. at we have to look at what's going on to, you know, it's not my fault. He got hurt. Dylan, do you it think occurred, I did it? it? Yeah, it's not it's not my fault. It's not your fault. It's and not I'm the not Browns celebrating, fault. but I'm also now looking at the world as it is. And it's that's not a world. Browns th- fault. It's not the Browns fault either. And now I just have to examine what might happen now that he's not playing anymore. Yeah, it 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 occurs to me, Dave, just randomly, you know, kind of out of nowhere. If you take a fresh look at the schedule, I mean, the Browns could conceivably win win each of the next four games, Dave. I, I mean, mean, they're not playing. It's not crazy. They're not playing the Harlem Globetrotters the next four games, are they, Dylan? That's I the, don't see them on that's the schedule. The, that's the only team I know that doesn't lose. We don't even we don't we don't even have to face uh, the Belichick led uh, Patriots. That if he gets a cold, we have to forfeit. Yeah, like there's statistically we have a chance to win each of these next four games. Nothing's ruled out. And I'm look, I'm just spitballing here, Dave. But uh, if the Browns were to host, I don't know who who is our Week 17 opponent. Hold on, let me look. I have that right here. Oh my word! It is the the now Bud Dupreeless Pittsburgh football. Really? Wow! What wow. a what a convenient turn of events. You know, there. I'm not. Again, not celebrating this in any no, way. No, 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 no. But I'd say... Uh, Wait, an, we didn't uh, even know we were playing him again. No, I didn't even know, but I would say an injury like that might change the dynamics of that game a little bit. I mean... Ugh, any ugh. any substitution mm. could do that I, to you. I, you know, I hate to even... I hate to even say or hypothesize or... I mean, But were the Browns to win the next four games... Uh huh. We could conceivably meet Pittsburgh football in the final game of the season with a twelve and three record, Dave. That's something that is possible that could happen. Again, I'm just hypothesizing here. This is not, you know. Tell me, I, not, tell a me tell. not a celebration. No, not a celebration. Not a. Not yeah. anything. You know. Uh, it would be just a real shame. If uh, if you know Pittsburgh happened to I don't know, you know they're not perfect, Dylan. They're not the Harlem Globetrotters. No, no, gosh. Maybe gosh, they drop no. a couple of games. They're I watched the, that Sunday night football game on Wednesday. It was not a great game. Or whatever. Yeah. Not a great game. What if they? What I mean, if they lose a couple, say three out of their next four games, God, that it would just be really, really sad. Uh huh. I'd be sad. Then, Everyone loves the chase for perfection. You know, Everyone loves that. There's a 12 and 3, 13 and 2 matchup uh, week 17. I mean, it could happen. And would I 
and I would really love both teams to be at full strength, Dylan. But you know what? God damn it. That's not the world we live in. Okay. And I didn't do it. First of all, I didn't do it. So stop thinking that I'm celebrating an injury because I would never do that. And I didn't do the injury in the first place. Okay. I wasn't on the field. I wasn't anywhere near that place on Sunday night. Okay, so just I'm tired of your accusations. I'm tired of you going, oh, you're celebrating. No, I'm not. I've said it a hundred times. I'm not. But would it be nice to play them without him? Yeah, it probably would. Okay, but I didn't do it. I'm not reveling in it. But is it better for us? Yeah, it's better for us. So why don't you just shut the fuck up? Get off my fucking back. In other news. Actual smart person Miles Garrett has actually solved his case. Oh, wow. Given to him by the Cleveland PD and will be back with the team for this week's game. Um, Good job, Miles. We don't know what the case was about. We're guessing it had something to do with lost contacts. Seems like everybody are tracing where their contacts are. Oh, man. All yeah. over. I mean, again, people are wearing the fashion masks, as we've seen. So I'm sure the crime rate's going to go up as anonymity. Yeah. increases so that's just a side effect of fashion and as i've always said yeah anonymity breeds crime mm-hmm. well that's why twitter is filled with so much crime hey this is hugh jackson and now it is time to know your foe back to you dave and dalen hey thanks hugh we got the tennessee oiler titans dylan yeah <laughs> oh yep uh, we, we know too much about these guys. We've played them a few too many times in the last few years. The the villains of Freddie Kitchen's debut last year, I mean, something that really... You know, I think the team needs a little bit of retribution for that. I mean... Oh, yeah. I mean, Freddie kind of went down in flames after that. I mean, and they, they still haven't gotten a new car. They're still currently driving that Nissan Stadium. And, you know, you just know that down there... There are just so many acoustic guitars near their practice facility, you know? It's kind of just kind of makes you sick. Yeah, it certainly does. We Dave, we got to look at this roster. Uh, it's the only thing that's going to keep me going after the 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 Pittsburgh football Ravens indigestion and now with this acoustic guitar nonsense. So let's take a look. Yeah. Let's take a look at the offenders uh of the Titan Oilers first. Uh, first, uh, wide receiver and contestant on Nickelodeon's Wild and Crazy Kids, Corey Davis. Your mom's new boyfriend, Derek Henry. Uh, a couple of NPCs and uh, you can find at the Tannery in Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, Ryan Tannery Hill and his apprentice, Logan Woodside. Bargain basement running back, Jeremy McNichols. Uh, they're going to have to stop at the way station. Matt Overton. Wide receiver that's super pissed he got traded to Washington basketball team, Nick Westbrook. Akinney. When you got to make Perry seem a little older, seniorize Perry. This running back is in charge of the other running backs. He's the Dante Foreman. And a tight end, my pillow Pruitt. From the good place, Jamila Jamil Douglas. Uh, do you want marmalade? Strawberry preserves? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here's the Quessenberry. Anthony Ferkser, he hardly knew her. 
at center, Ben Jones. When you need to finally craft a Janu, you go to the Janu Smith. Cameron Batman. Let's take a look at the defense over here. Uh, Wario to Amari Cooper's Mario, Amani Hooker. How did you afford to follow fish around the country last year? Oh, I just sold a bunch of Laurel Merchantson. Italian cowpoke, Kenny Vaccaro. English Victorian author, Matt Dickerson. Star Vosark, Darren Bates. Man. French cheese in Belgium, Brian Borgers. Title character of his own Amazon show featuring the guy from The Office, Jack Crawford. Hermione's cat, Dane Crookshank. Ooh, it looks like Tierre made a batch of his Tierre tarts. At linebacker, Nick DeZubstep. What's in those three big bags? Oh, that's Harold Laundry. Instagram lingerie brand, Adore Me Jackson. Probably has a political blog that your dumb cousin reads. Chris Milton. Finally, beloved Canadian children's show, Joshua Caillou. <laughs> okay, Dylan. Um, here we are. Uh, the second to last, the penultimate segment of the show. Mm-hmm. And we're here. We got to predict a, predict a score to this game. Uh, it's... Well, we always do. I mean, it's kind of our responsibility to do that. We have to we do that. We have to, yes. Um, if we're not suggesting that you would bet on the game, I'm not suggesting no, you that. you shouldn't. I'm not suggesting that at all. So don't, don't, again, get off my back. In fact, we're telling you not to. Yeah. Very distinctly. Like, again, the same thing with the Bud Dupree thing. Just get off my back. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of the constant yap, 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 yap I'm getting. Just get out of my ear, man. Um, uh, we've we've had a lot of different ways we've predicted games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's going to be the best. Obviously, it's going to be the best. And I have here, Dylan, a jar. Yes. Good. And it's filled with jelly beans. Yep. Your job. Perfectly in season. Jelly beans are in season. I need you to take a look at this jar. I'm looking right at it. That I have insulated for sound, so you cannot hear it at all. But you can see it. So don't worry that there's no jelly bean noises. I can't shake it. You you can shake it, but it just won't do anything because it's perfectly insulated for sound. We are going to dump out this jar of jelly beans onto the table. Yes, go ahead. And see if they fall into the shape of a number. Okay, Okay. so let's dump them now. Okay, uh, some of it's just kind of a random pattern, but I'm seeing a little... Looks like a dog. I'm seeing a little order to the chaos here. If you look at that, there's a little curvy part, Mm. kind of an angled Mm. line, and then like a line that juts straight over. Does that look like a 
two to you? That is one. That is definitely a two. There's okay, no so the, question about maybe that. Maybe the Browns get a safety or something. But wait, wait, wait. Next no, to that, no. Two, look at this. Look at this. There's a second digit. That's an upside down nine. That is an upside down nine. Wait. Okay, well, hold on. Hold, hold on. No. Let me go over to this side of the. Yeah. Yeah, because that makes sense. That's an upside down six. That's a right side up six. 26. Browns, 26. Okay. 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 Let me put these jelly beans back in the jar. Let me shake it. I'm going to shake it again. Well, well soundproofed. Um, Okay, let's dump it out again. Well, this one is just, I mean, that's just a straight line of jelly beans. One of those is just a straight line. But you can't just score one point. So the jelly beans, let me put them back in. But let's yeah. keep that one. I mean, yeah, we yeah, don't want to tempt fate. Let's put it on the board. So, But you can't score one point in football, so it can't be that. Duh. Okay. Um, now let's dump it out again. Oh. Wow. That's – it's like a T, but the right side of the cross of the T is missing. Huh. You know what that looks like, Dave? What does that look like to you? That looks like a that looks like a goddamn seven. Oh my god! So here's my question. Here's my question: Is it going to be an eight, or are we going to give him seventeen? It's not an eight. That's a seven. That's true. That would jelly beans would have just given us an eight. Yeah, you'd think, but they wouldn't. So they it's didn't. seven. Browns win twenty six seventeen. Oh, by the way, guess what? I don't care about. Titan special teams. Don't care. Never did. Never did. That's why we're not even, like, I didn't even think about it until now. That's how little I care about them. Browns are going to win 26-17. Write it down in your notebooks. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Carrie Ryan for our theme song. Follow us on Twitter, at Friday Fumble, for major trending pictures that trend across the web and do numbers at Friday Fumble. Dylan, anything to add? Not a thing. Well, then, my name is Dave. I'm Dylan. And this has been your Browns Friday Fumble. It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to can Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Partying, partying, yeah, partying, partying, yeah. Fun, 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 fun. I'm looking forward to the Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. 
You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.